Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, July 10, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We actually have a lot of information on both sides of the tape. She's teetering, and you're going to need your sticky notes for this video. I'm going to give you both sides. I'm going to give you some numbers. I'm going to give you kind of a sub-slash-Irene number, some nearby stuff where we could say, hey, look at this. The odds favor they're going to go down and about this much at minimum. So we have that place. And then we have the other side of things, which is, and we'll start here tonight, above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend until she throws your crap out the window. Now, for three days, and this is where you need to start paying attention, for three days, she's been teetering with, toying with, hanging around right above that 20-period moving average or home base. So a couple of things come out of that. A, she's not, meaning she, the 20-period moving average, is not as important as it was just a couple of days ago. The longer Mrs. Market hangs around just above the 20-period moving average, the more evidence builds that she's eating time off the clock above the 20, building energy to go lower, and if she gets below the 20, where is she going? We'll cover that in a moment. Keep your pants on. What about the other side? And we're going to use 440, which the market closed just underneath today. As soon as the market did close, right after the 4 p.m. bell, she ran up to about 440 and now is pulling back close to where she closed the day, 439.66. We're going to use 440 as a really important spot. Why is that? Because above 440, it's going to open the door for another push higher. The trend is your friend. We're going to use that as a benchmark for the thing just stays bullish. Write that down. Put it on a sticky note. 440 is the bogey. Below 440, and she's still eating time off the clock above the 20-period moving average right up in this range over here. The longer the market does that, the more evidence begins to build that she's going to go lower if the market can't stage a rally above 440. But wait, there's more. What about the flip side? Well, let's go over to the weekly chart and let's begin to build a case for why I'm looking at what I'm looking at and where it is. Fire up the sticky notes. Let's start with one of these deals here where the market ran up to this place and was summarily rejected back down. We know that that place up there is extremely important. Okay, fair enough. Why not this place? Because the market's above that place right now. Why not this place? Because the market's not at that place yet. If the market comes down, we're focused on this particular pivot high. Now, let's drill down a little bit and see what we've got there. So the exact number is 431.73. We notate it on the chart. Now, watch how I come up with this schematic, if you will. 
We always have to be the umpire calling balls and strikes. So I know, for me and for you, above 440 really is the bull case. We don't have to be concerned about any more downside behavior below the 20-period moving average if price is going to be above 440. So on Tuesday, if they're above 440, that's one thing. If they're below 440, then we're watching that 20-period moving average again. Back to the daily chart for a second. Below the 20-period moving average will open the door. They don't have to get there. There's no mandate to get there. It's not written anywhere that they're going to get there. But the door will open for a test of the last breakout area in the sequence. They haven't really got too far above, but they did get above, and therefore, it is the last breakout area in the sequence right there, that pivot high. Okay, so now there's a couple of things about that pivot high. As you can see, they already ran one test of that place over here. How do we know that? Because the market told us. It already did it. 431.73, she made a high, came down, tested it, bounced off, double top, now, if she comes down again, yes, A number one, it can hold. But what if it doesn't hold? You need a number underneath. And stay with me, there's a method to the madness. Back to the weekly chart. Focus on the last big-time breakup candle in the sequence. The low is 431.19. We're looking at this particular breakup candle. We're focused on the low, which is 431.19. Now, here's the way this works. We know there's an old trader adage slash saying, I didn't make it up, I don't have the patent on this, but first time, best time. Now, what do I mean by that? It would be the second time, not the first time, back down at a test of 431.73, but it would be the first time down at the weekly chart breakup candle low, which is essentially the same spot, which is the reason I'm bringing this spot up again. But let's say they spike it intra-week. I'm not saying tomorrow, I'm just using this as a lesson. If it happens, you'll be aware of it. They'll normally fight back intra-week to get back above the low of that breakup candle, again, 431.19. But where would they be going if they spike that low underneath 431.73? A shakeout operation, suck in the shorts, make everybody believe the market's collapsing. They'd be down a good amount from where they are now. Things will have changed. The discussion in the media will turn uber negative. We have the wall of worry. They'll just pick one of the things off the wall of worry and say, here's the reason the market's down. Here's the reason it's going to go further. They suck in the shorts and some point, then they reverse the tape once again, issuing a series of pies in the face. Where is that place underneath that breakup candle low? 427.95, maybe it's 428, maybe it's 427.82, but that's the number, that's the zone, that's the area. And there it is on the daily chart, and you can see this is the next breakout area in the sequence below the last one we just looked at that was already tested one time up here. So if they're going to travel below this low, where's the next spot? 428, give or take, the last or the next breakout area in the sequence. Write this down, put it on a sticky note. How do we do inside the numbers and the live room today? Well, I'll give you the summary. 
and then we'll talk about a few specific things. I'll let you read the notes, go back to the chart and double check the work, and we'll go on from there. We had a short opportunity in the spider this morning. We had a long opportunity in two stocks, one from inside the numbers, and two if you're in the live room because one came up after the open. And then we had a long trade in the S&P 500 or ES or SPY later in the morning. So a possibility of four trades, and I assure you there's something for everybody. Little synopsis at zero dark 30. One focus early on was 438.50. That's around Friday's close. 437.75 is unfinished business down south. So I was zeroed in on this around 6.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. The thieves in the morning already paid a visit down in that neck of the woods. If they fall again, there is a zone down there for a bounce back in the other direction. That's really all you needed to know First thing at zero dark 30, 437.75, thieves in the morning. We think better in pictures, right of the vertical is today's activity. The horizontal line is at 437.75 and the circle represents where the market came in to run a test of that place, unfinished business, turned around, went back in the other direction. That was, as we say in the trading parlance, low of day identified long before the opening bell, zero dark 30-ish. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. 8.15, our pivot this morning will be 439.55. It's magnetic, a target, and overhead resistance. Same deal, we think better in pictures. So as you can see, 439.55, overhead resistance, the market ran a test, took a little time, and she fell away. Did we have traders in the room? Did we have traders inside the numbers that shorted that area? Yes, we did. The exit was 439. You'll see it in the notes. And you hold a trailer for the never know. All this before the opening bell. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. As you can see, we get closer. 439.55, this is closer to the opening bell to 440.25, a little zone there. Overhead resistance likely to react back down in the other direction sooner than later if reached. What happened? They did that. After the opening bell, same thing, no change, overhead resistance. Patience, yada, yada, yada. Read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. No change, traders short are looking for a scalp with potential. 439 is a short-term support and would be an exit. See how this works? Everything you need is in here each and every day. Now, 11 o'clock, 11.06, they spiked the low, but never got to 437.75, ripped it back up. Life of a trader, I'm waiting for 437.75. They can still reach 437.75. See how this works? Still looking for the number. Here's your overhead resistance. Still support 437.75. And there's your 437.75 just after noon, finally, and a bounce back after a small spike through. Traders who took a long side scalp with potential need to take a base hit and hold a trailer for more. Everything is laid out before the opening bell. Everything is laid out during the trading day. Everything you need to find success. 
about stocks on the move. Only two on the board today. Have no fear. Earnings season begins later in the week with the banks, and then they start coming fast and furious in the several weeks forward from here. Put your seatbelt on. For this morning, only one hit its entry objective, FMC. Getting a haircut at the open. We had a zone. They came into the zone. They tested everything in the zone. They tested down near the stop. As soon as they got there, they turned around, went back in the other direction, back positive from the first entry. If you're painting by the numbers, it was a nice trade. Your average would be about 91, and they got to a high here of 93.86. That's a pretty nice deal right there. The other one came up after the opening bell. It was SL Green Realty, SLG, $30.50. They came into it, spiked it, ripped it back up in the other direction. Traders in the room participated. Nice trade. Something for everybody. Two spider trades, possible, depending on what you wanted, short, long. We had FMC and SLG. Four potentials today, not bad for a Monday. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, nice big healthy update today, almost up 2%. Relative strength in my favorite market leading indicator. Let's not lose sight of that. They already pulled back from the first place. The first place is off the table. We had a nice trade on the short side in the IWM from a swing trading perspective. Now, the next target, if they should get above these highs, meaning here, they came back, they got rejected again. Now they're right back up. Do they get rejected again? Or this time, do they bust through and get to the next place, 191.50? Look at it from another perspective on the weekly chart. You've got a big time breakdown candle. 191.50 is the high. So we know that's an important place. And oh, by the way, we have a 100 period moving average up here that will normally attract price, at least in that direction. It's in the same spot. If you found them up there sooner than later, I think that would be at least from not only an intraday perspective, but certainly a swing trading perspective, even if it's for a few days, a nice short opportunity if they're there sooner than later. Might find that one on the board, giving you a heads up just as a courtesy. What about the folks down at the transportation department? So they had a rip-roaring rally. They had a couple day pullback that was about it and here they are making new recent highs once again you look over at the weekly chart and you say hey they're really still just challenging this general area here where the market found resistance broke down a little bit and now has recovered above all the moving averages the trend is your friend there's nothing wrong with the transports whatsoever it's my favorite canary in the coal mine second favorite market leading indicator monthly chart just for representative purposes above all the moving averages trend is your friend same routine weekly chart same routine daily chart wall of worry as the transports continue higher transports are a proxy if you will maybe not the right term but some kind of an indicator slash proxy for the health of the economy if they're buying the transports they believe there's upside across the board in terms of maybe earnings results coming, stuff moving around the country, stuff moving around the world, UPS, FedEx, airlines, planes, trains, and automobiles, that kind of thing. If your economy is suffering, the transports would be rolling over. They'll roll over at some other point in time but right now they're not rolling over, so it's very hard to say, hey, everything's going to collapse 
but the transports are going the other direction. I like the transports for a canary in the coal mine. What about the Q people? They finally touched, spiked through, and finished above their 20-period moving average. They tested it here. Now they've tested it over here. They're above all the moving averages. The trend is your friend. Technically speaking, there's nothing wrong with the Qs. Can they come down a little bit? Sure, why not? If you look at the weekly chart, again, you're just eating time off the clock in this upper range right here inside of this breakup candle low. That's really all that's going on. They can come down to the bottom. They could spike it through. And if they spike it through, more often than not, intro week, unless it's some kind of collapsing situation, they'll try and fight back to close inside of the breakup candle low. That would be right here, corresponding to the same thing we talked about in the S&P 500. Anything wrong with the financials above all the moving averages? The answer is no. They're working on getting above this pivot high over here. They tried it, a little bit of a rejection. They're right back up. So essentially what they've been doing is eating time off the clock up in this range around the 200 period moving average. That's a signal if she keeps doing it that she wants to run slightly higher. What takes that off the table? You break the chain and you start getting below the other moving averages, starting with the 20 period moving average. You give up this low over here that was supported at 33 and a quarter, and that changes things. It breaks the chain. What about Smash Mouth? 145.35 is a number that if they had gotten there, I thought would be support. They tried it a couple of times. They couldn't get there. They're now making higher lows again. This really takes that number off the board. It's not what it was before. But again, above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend. She closed just above the 20 back today. It's not really convincing, but we'll just use the common sense thing. Above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend. And when you look at the weekly chart, what is it doing? After a big move up, it's eating time off the clock to try and do what? To try and get through this area where the market told us it was important. Why? How do we know? Because Mrs. Market ran up to this place, tried to get through, worked its way, worked its way, and then collapsed. Now she's back to that same area, trying to get through that same place, eating time off the clock to do so. Write this stuff down, put it on a sticky note. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.